Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here. The phone lines, they are open. 8150 93.9. 3831-939 for the UPS Jobs text line on a busy day here. Obviously, it is Selection Monday, uh, and we have the ESPN Bracket Challenge. want to remind you guys about that. Go out to ESPNLouisville.com, register, fill out your bracket. You'll have a chance to win a basketball goal. Uh, goal roller basketball goal from Steepleton. Tremendous a t- prizes. A TV from RGB Home Theaters. Passes to Urban Beyond, a lot of the life. Adam Sandler tickets, tailgate gear and stuff. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors. Uh, you, a VIP experience for the TBT that's coming up here. We're going to host uh, some of those games. A, a, a loose city, you know, racing prize pack. You name it. We've got it. And it's all brought to you by our friends, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. KellyKentucky.com, uh, Seven County Services, and Cox's and Evergreen Liquor. So get out there, ESPNLouisville.com, get in the bracket uh, challenge here. Prove you are better uh, than any of us. I am going to take, by the way, and looking at the uh, the bracket here, I'll take uh, I don't know UConn in a, in, a, in a round one upset, in particular for this reason. Uh, Rick's got a lot to prove. Mm. They are a very good defensive team. Obviously, they're a good defensive team. UConn doesn't have a point guard. That they, they kind of play without one and i that seems to me and feels to me like a place where we could it's not ideal for, yeah. to, to mess that up not ideal against the rick patino team yep. um no i'm i am ultimately going to because i feel like rick's probably got his best team at iona to this point or at least close to it um and i think that he's extremely motivated with all the stories swirling around him right now so i I am ultimately I can't pass up picking Rick Patino in in this bracket in Albany. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be weak. Don't worry. How long is he gonna make St. John's wait? I don't know. Probably longer, or probably not as long as Aaron Rodgers is going to hold the Jets hostage. So, oh man, golly! Every time I, I see a story, it's like it's done. It's just, uh, and I'm like, whatever, man. I'm just until Shefty or Rappaport say something, I'm not gonna believe it. Yeah, it's final just, at least. I don't even know if I want to believe it. I'll be honest with you. I just I don't understand what you got. Like you guys, are you trying to, like, are you saying like Aaron Rodgers likes attention or something? No, I don't. Uh, a bold, bold statement. I know. 
I don't know where you guys are what, getting that. Just, where would you have uh, gotten that from his history? It's a really important decision. He just wants to take his time, guys. Is that like I don't know what makes you guys think he's like self-centered or something? Super pumped that my franchise has hitched their wagon to that guy, but whatever. Dave, I did. We have a, a, a mutual friend and listener all the time who perpetually is asking us jokingly, sometimes you and I or me and Tyler, to talk about chicken. Mm, yes. And I did want to know if you saw that a man is suing Buffalo Wild Wings, stating that their boneless wings are just chicken nuggets. Well, we know that. No. A, a Chicago man filed a class action lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings saying the restaurant chain is charging too much for its boneless wings, which are basically nuggets and not made from the actual wings of a chicken. Uh, the guy filed a complaint this week against the restaurant and Inspire Brands in the District Court of Northern Illinois. According to documents obtained by the, this uh, station, he contends that the boneless wings are not actually part of a chicken wing, but instead slices of chicken breast, meat, uh, deep fried like wings. This clear cut case of false advertising should not be permitted, as consumers should be able to rely on the plain meaning of a product's name and receive what they are promised. Get a life, nerd. Nah, I mean, this has been the main talking point of boneless wing critics for years is that they're not even wings. A boneless wing doesn't exist. I can't imagine that any court is going to award him much. They might. Do some kind of a, like, you know, you need to put something on the menu. You'll enjoy Maybe. this, he says. But I doubt he wants much money. The man's last name is uh, Halim, H-A-L-I-M. Complain, Halim complained or claimed he purchased the boneless uh, in January. But after learning what they, they're they made of, he said he regretted his decision. <laughs> Quote, his the lawsuit says, "quote As a result, Mr. Halim suffered a financial injury as a result of the defendant's false and deceptive conduct." A financial <laughs> injury. He's not getting laughed off here. He's getting laughed this off. This is why I could never be a judge. No, because if this comes in my court, so much be, stupid stuff. Get the hell out of I here. would judge Judy of ass like right out of that part, that that court God. courthouse. Just here's the thing about. Everybody knows they're not wings, right? Except for exactly. Mr. Halim. Like, everybody knows they're not wings. They're not nuggets either, though, because nuggets, I guess they are nuggets, but, like, the original version of nuggets was extremely processed and shaped. and You know what I mean? Like, they're just cut-up chicken breasts. It's chicken hunks. But I have a complicated – because I love bone-in wings. Like, they're my favorite. They're a superior product, but – there is a place in my life for boneless wings because I have facial hair and sometimes I like to eat lunch at, at these places and it's just a mess. You know, if I have to go back to work or in public anywhere, like I'll just be like, look, ease of eating. And not all boneless wings are created equal. Some boneless wings are really good. They're basically just small chicken tenders and they're delicious. Other places, they're all breading. Or you get the weird piece of the chicken breast and it's tough and you can't eat it and... Yeah, it's it's a, it's a complicated. Also, so this guy's saying he's disappointed with eating a boneless Kaleem wing. Just, I mean, I eat boneless wings. That's my preferred. That's just that's my go-to is boneless wings. I can't just imagine someone eating them and like this was good in the moment. Then like a month later, it's like this was terrible. <laughs> this was terrible. <laughs> 
if you're just joining us here, we don't always talk about this, but I just thought it was such an absurd uh, lawsuit and that Dave would get a big kick out of the fact yes. that that's happening. And uh, everyone should laugh at that guy and Jim Beheim. Schmucks. Both of them. Uh, but not a schmuck. Dennis Evans. And we had a, one hell of a weekend uh, around here for Louisville getting – this is exactly what's happened just to sort of reset things here. Louisville gets a five-star, seven-foot-two who might still be growing, center who can block shots. Uh, he's got to work. You heard Travis Brennan on, and we appreciate him joining us in the 3 o'clock hour. Look, he's he's immediately going to be good for 15 to 20 minutes a game. You know, as a true freshman, he's going to block shots, he's going to rebound. Uh, he's the, not a particularly skilled guy on the offensive end, but I think, Dave, I think you agree with me. That's not what I want to see him do anyway. I want I want him blocking shots, altering shots, getting rebounds, uh, and getting putbacks and catching lobs. And yeah. if he just does that really well, we're we're miles ahead of where we've been so far. Where um, where we desperately like we talked all year about how the defense never improved. Uh, obviously, what I value the most from what he can bring immediately is just a shot erasing center you know and somebody who can even if his body doesn't develop a ton between now and the season you could still be a massive help side shot blocker you know and somebody who can patrol the paint uh without having to body defenders you know while you get while that comes comes along uh he uh he'll bring that if he brings on the offensive end just rebounding and putbacks i'm fine and the occasional dunk like it just he can be a real game changer and a really important first piece to this offseason it's funny to think about what a shot blocker does for you or the opposite when the opponent is not afraid of anyone altering their shots. And I thought uh, one of the more interesting things from this past week with the like, in the SEC tournament when Vanderbilt without Liam Robbins, right, like their big guy that's, you know, they're without him now for the rest of the year, sadly didn't make the tournament. So Jerry Stackhouse is going to have to wear his suits elsewhere. God, he wears he looks amazing in a suit. He really they, does. Sam Vecini broke down the fact that it was obvious. Vandy was like, we're going to spread this out. And if Oscar's in there, he can't block your shot. And then Vanderbilt like, just attacked him at the rim and scored over him or got rebounds over him and scored uh, over and over and over again. But when you've got a guy in there that everyone is just petrified of, like you get to really be exotic and you get to be really aggressive defensively because they self-limit out of intimidation. Man, I can't think of a thing that Louisville could use more than that to help on the defensive end. There's more help yeah. that's needed, obviously. But for a team that was putrid defensively, that's a good start. Very excited about that. I, I, as good a start as you could have to the offseason. Still got a lot of more things we got to do, a lot more pieces we got to add, but it's it's a, a very good start. And we might hear more good news in the next few days. If you're just joining us, Travis Branham joined us here uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, I, I would uh, encourage you to go out to the uh, podcast and listen to that, in particular stating uh, that you got Dennis Evans over the weekend, and there's a really good chance. I think that Travis did everything he could to say it like like uh, like Woj. You know, I'm going to say they're going to get both of these guys in any other way than the than that because I don't, I'm not quite supposed to say that, but right. basically Sky Clark's going to visit tomorrow. And I don't think it'll be a long recruitment. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it than that. And then Friday, Trenton Flowers is going to announce and that Louisville's in great shape for that. That's three five-star kids in a week. 
that's fantastic. And I just don't feel any compulsion. I don't see any compelling reason uh, to try and temper any of the expectation or any of the excitement about no. that. This this is what we asked for. Exactly. Exactly. That, and that's that's what we let off the show with. That's been my point the whole day. It's like, look, this is regardless of where you sit on Kenny Payne, this was exactly what he had to do. This is what we've been clamoring for. And he's proving like if he gets that kind of a week this week, he is absolutely proving that he can he's a top end recruiter and that last year had to do with the cloud. Uh, more than anything else. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing how he rounds out this roster because I've been pretty adamant uh, over the last couple of weeks when people have thrown out, you know, um, potential rosters to us that they're either bringing back too many players or they're bringing, they're not bringing in enough experience scoring. And, and, and that's, that's what I'm focused on for the next couple of weeks. But man, if you get Dennis Evans, Trenton Flowers and Sky Clark in your first week. How could you possibly have anything to complain about postseason? It's a tremendous start. And I think what you've got from there is you have to remember, of course, you have Karan Davis, Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams also coming. Uh, that's extreme quality. I mean that that's fantastic. That's a fantastic group to add, but you've got to get from there, I think, older. And I think at that point, if you're able to lock all those guys down, say a week from now, if we're doing the show the following Monday, and all those guys are in the fold, it, from there, I think it all it becomes about finding transfer portal guys with some some experience. That's what I think the team would be missing at this point. No one wins with teams that are young, young, young anymore. And I think it, from there. But there, I think you get to kind of pick your spots with guys who maybe fill some real niches because you've gotten some real good quality, talented, if raw, guys added in. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that was the thing. Like, you're either leaning too far on freshmen or you're leaning too far on returnees. And, like, I really want to bring a few few more experienced guys in the transfer portal. But this is pretty great one, two, three out of the gate and a really good start to transforming this roster. I'm interested to see who else ends up announcing they're leaving. Um, and what we're looking at as far as returnees on the roster, I think um, JJ kind of made his intentions known today, I would think, sort of, with that tweet um, that he's coming back. I would hope Mike James. Um, and... Uh, Probably BHH in the core four. I would say those are probably the returnees. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, those are the ones that Eric Crawford put out last week. Those are the ones we were talking about, in addition to Kamari Lance, who we know what happened there. But those were the other four that we had been mostly focusing on as returnees. Um, I would expect those to be the guys coming back. And obviously we've got Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams, uh, Karan Clark, uh, in addition to Dennis Evans. Uh, what would you say? Cron Davis. Cron Davis. I'm sorry. I don't know where Clark came from. Cron uh, Davis. Clark. It's like was that like Keytrell? Yeah. Or? Did you just combine Keytrell? I in think there? I did. I think it's the K. Who in the world would ever misspeak and say Keytrell Clark? Keytrell or Key High? Yeah. Who would ever do that? <laughs> Not me. All the K Clarks. Cron Davis. Um, <laughs> in addition to to uh, Dennis Evans and maybe the guys that that we've got the next few days. I mean. What does that leave us at numbers wise? So we've got, if it, if we have those four returnees, 
And then we bring in the three this week and the three recruits. So that's got us at 10. I love that you were pressing the button to do the math for me. It's like I better be able to do four, three, three. <laughs> I was going to chime in. Then. <laughs> Spencer had a seat. He was like, Boom, I've got this, Dave. Don't worry. <laughs> maybe you had, hey, maybe yeah, texture brings up a good point. Maybe you had Sky Clark. I think on the that's brain. it. I think that's yeah. probably more likely what it was, Sky Clark. Um, so that leaves, in theory, three spots to work with, if my math is correct. Uh, can, we get a, can we get a confirmation? Yes. Spencer, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So. Texter in, by the way, says a great recruiting class did nothing for Scott Satterfield in the fans' eyes. Nobody would forget his four-win season. Uh, I think he means this, like Kenny Payne's four-win season, because Scott didn't have one of those. But I also disagree with that. I thought it did a lot for him. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I never. I thought I was in the twilight zone the first few times people called in. Uh, over the summer or whatever, basically, like, I don't care what happens this year. I just want to see these recruits. Like, I think it bought Scott a lot of goodwill uh, that basically lasted through the Florida State game. And when they lost the Florida State game, that's when I thought, like, the recruiting goodwill kind of went south after that. And he really didn't – he didn't get people back after that. But, of course, now we know he wasn't trying. Right, right. I mean, but to the texture's point – he gained back a lot more goodwill than I ever thought he could. That's right. You know, like, because the recruiting success that he got was so unexpected, you know, and, and, and was so exciting. And there are two people that are pointing, like, asking if Trenton Flowers is for sure reclassifying. We don't know. No. For no, sure. Travis Brandon said it's a possibility, and yeah. he wants to commit somewhere where that is a possibility. Yeah. I think we're uh, – this is – for the purposes of this exercise, we're counting him – or I was counting him towards our scholarships in theory for this year. But, no, he is technically right now a 2024 recruit and not for sure reclassifying. But, obviously, let's try to get him committed, and then we'll figure out that that second part. But it could it has the potential, even if he doesn't reclass, it has the potential to be a really good week for Kenny. And all of us. Satterfield did go 4-7 and seven in 2020. That's true, but I don't think that that's the year that the uh, the – the COVID year. I don't. That's not what people held against him from that year. It was all South Carolina yeah. uh, that year. Uh, and, and to say the recruiting class didn't do anything for him uh, isn't true. I think it bought him a ton of goodwill leading up to the season, and it it bought him some patience during that season. There were still people, say the James Madison game, who were like, "I just want to see these recruits." Yeah. Like, they do. I mean, I, I just I disagree uh, with that. But I think he's got to – the other piece of that's going to be, if you finish these off, you've got to sort of supplement this with, with at least, I think, one or two other guys who are older and a little bit more experienced just to sort of balance some of that. Uh, because not all, all these guys are really talented, but they're going to be talented freshmen. And it, it seems like, Dave, somehow we've actually gotten to the place where – most people don't expect freshmen to be all that impactful anymore, and I never thought we would be there, but we kind of are. And they don't have to be, I think, is the, yeah. main, is the main part of it, is the nature of recruiting has changed so much that while you still expect the top 20 to 25 kids to be pretty impactful in college, and even more like a, a spattering here and there depending on situation and, and whether a kid might be underrated or whatever or gets more menace than you expected. The other players in the top 100 are, are impactful, but 
even the top players in the country are expecting their most impactful newcomers to be transfers. And that's I went over the numbers like it doesn't tell the whole story, but I talked about it last week. I think it was 17 of the top 100 freshmen in the incoming freshmen in the country average double figures. Again, that's not an all-encompassing stat, but it's just kind of a, a little indicator. 62 of the top 100 transfers average double figures with their new team. Let's get uh, Todd in here. And if you want to follow Todd, 8150-939, that's uh, the number. Todd, welcome into the drive on I think the What's up, buddy? Yeah, I told y'all, idiots. Don't try to get on board now. Stay in your little... <laughs> well, I didn't even get to hang up on it. I wanted to hear it. I did, too. I kind of wanted to hear everything also, you said. That's, Spencer went think, quick. I don't think his name is Todd. No, I don't think it's his name, either. I don't know. I think that person's called before and uh, didn't go by Todd. Look, I might but, be an idiot, sir, but I am not little. Well, I'm not an idiot. Well, that's true. But also, I'm not an idiot because of this. There's a lot of things I'm an idiot about, but it ain't this. But I think we can assume that Todd was going to say, <laughs> like, don't be happy now that things are going well when you weren't happy before. Yeah, no, keep that's the exactly same what, energy, Mark. Yeah, keep that yeah. same energy, Mark. When you were, um, when things were objectively terrible, you shouldn't have said that. Right. You should have said that they were all good. Well, like it's, but if look, there's gonna be people. You are like that, someone, man. but the, you're the worst person. If if you're like, no, don't be happy now that it's good. I can't believe you're mad when it's bad, and I don't want you to be happy when it's good. Well, what the hell do you want me to do? Be blindly positive all the time. Yeah, like, be loyal to the bird. I think this is being loyal to the bird. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, like that's the thing. Like I, I, I think that I, I you could be honest and objective and still say, I really hope that this turns around, and I really hope that he's everything that we hoped he was when he got hired, I and that this was the blip. But mm. I don't even have to do that. No, you don't. It's, you don't have to do anything. But it, well, but it's just awesome that Dennis Evans committed and that they might get Sky Clark and Trenton Flowers this week. That's it. It's awesome. We should want awesome players like that. If if we woke up tomorrow and this was like some sort of, uh, I don't know, like a movie or whatever, and like we just sort of snap our fingers and somebody else is the coach now, I would still want Sky Clark and Trenton Flowers and Dennis Evans to play for Louisville. It is. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah, man. And why you, like, taking the effort to pick up your phone and call someone, which no one does anymore. <laughs> we don't call people anymore. I'm going to call. I'm going to call a show and tell those guys to not be happy about something. Go to hell. No. Come on, I don't. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to have other people who misinterpret I or don't happy. like what i have to say to to dictate how i feel about things man i have regardless of how i felt about the results or his future here i 100 percent have always been rooting for kenny to be successful so i will continue to be happy about every single time that he indicates to me that he can do this job i'm going to be thrilled about it and there will be time later on for every single person who was 100% on board no matter what to take a victory lap. I it's fine. Do whatever you want to do, man, but like understand that I was never against Kenny and I won't be against Kenny even if we get to a point where we have to fire him. Like I just want this to work. And I'm really excited that he looks like he's figuring this out, man. Very weird. It's weird. I don't know. I'll never understand. I'm not going to try to get into people's heads, but I will say that the same person keeps trying to call the text line. 
Yeah. K. Roddy Rottweilers LLC. They've tried to call like two or three times during this show. So you've either got a number one off, or you're really trying to call the the station and you're 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 getting the text line. I love I what I think I like about this, Dave, is the idea that someone thinks the show text line is just a phone. <laughs> right. And then I'm gonna bypass the show text line by just calling that phone when it's really just a setup email phone number repository. It's not you can't call the text line no matter what you do. But you can try. Let's get Jesse uh, in here. The phone lines are full. Jesse, welcome into the drive and I thought what's up, buddy. Hey, thank you, brothers, man. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what Todd Todd wanted to get at somebody, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's all well, good. We, got, we can take it. It's all good, man. You know, and you you brothers, y'all y'all don't have to you you don't you really don't have to respond to these these people who are extremists, man. You just yeah. you know, you got you guys have made your point over and over and over again. I just don't. I think some some of these callers just say thanks for the call. Dude. <laughs> Let me deal with it. <laughs> but I, I, I got I got some questions, man. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, Withers. He's important to me. I I think Withers. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to drop a, a element of negativity here, but I think Withers Withers and L had um, issues going. And and I think with if without L in the business, Withers would blossom even more. Am I am I not right when I say the Withers uh, was somewhere in the top three or four in three point uh, three pointers made uh, during the season? Am I right about that? I don't know specifically statistically. What was the question? I'm sorry. I'm, just about where Withers ranked in terms of like three-point percentage. I think he was second the in the conference, but he, he was kind of on a slump at the end of the year, so he might have dropped a few spots. But he was 42 43% for most of the Very season. Very comfortable catch-and-shoot guy by the end of the year, for yeah. sure. Exactly. So so why we don't want to just really get rid of that. And he's 6'10". I mean, you know, let's, I, I, I'd love for him to come back. Um on on the on the flip side, I I think L coming back would be would be a, a negative, and I, I won't go into all my reasons other than the fact that he put everybody in a bad position defensively. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But I I, I hope he moves on to wherever he's gonna go. But um, if we get uh, if we get Sky Clark, and it looks like it may happen, if we get Sky Clark and flowers together do we really need l what do you what do you think i mean do we really need l uh dribbling the ball when you got these two real dogs that they go and go to the hole they don't you know they're not they're not they don't take them five or ten minutes to uh, figure out if they're gonna shoot the ball or not they they either gonna pass it or they're gonna you know go to the hole they know what they're gonna do do we really need them and that's my first question the other question i want you guys to take a peek at and answer for me if if you can is the guy at western kentucky i, I keep hearing these names show up davion i think davion mcknight yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean do we need him if 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 we get Clark and uh, 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 Trenton, and and then and then lastly Sharp, who was a seven footer that I think he killed us the first year yes. when he was there at Western. Uh, is his name popping up on our radar screen? 
you know, I want to, I want some of those because I've seen some lists where those two players are listed. I also hope JJ stays. I hope James stays and BHH. And uh, I think that we'd do well. I hate that Fabio left. I think he was the most natural guy for Louisville, but I, I, it broke my heart when I heard him uh, get into the, you know, to the portal. But that's that's my take on it. If you guys can answer those questions about the Western yep. Kentucky players. And my thoughts on L coming back, do we really need L at all with all the negatives surrounding him? Yeah, he scored, but his man scored as many points as he did every game. And if, if, if tell me if I'm wrong, but we got beat by the guards in the last eight, nine games, and most of the guards, was L was supposed to be checking him. Give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, appreciate the call there, Jesse. Thanks, Look, Jesse. I, appreciate it, man. I think that uh, – when I see, for me, just me personally, I think that when I see L tweeting things like, I can't believe I've played four years college basketball already, yeah. so, which he did, that feels and sounds like a guy who who's knows he's he the best place for him is to go ahead and get this ball rolling so, in, in a professional setting. That's how I, I feel. And it, if I'm Kenny, with, a, with the year going the way that it did, I think L gave more energy, more consistently than anybody else, but even he was spotty especially on the defensive end at times all the way down to the very last game where you know Georgia Tech players and such are just running by him to get offensive rebounds and putbacks and stuff that I would err on the side of if I'm Kenny if I can get this first wave of guys who can come in and help right away I would pick my spots maybe with some the the, the dreaded Jared West types uh, to, to help fill the roster in and err on the side of discontinuity. But that's that's just me. I'm not saying I would tell LLs, no, you can't come back. But I wouldn't plan on him coming back, and I would I, try to be ready for him to not be back. I understand the concerns with L, but I honestly don't think it'll be a, a talking point. I just don't think he's going to come back. Um, and the thing is, like next year, in theory, you would have other options, too, if, if a guy isn't working on the defensive end and hopefully you would see some accountability and the bench being used if you feel like you have better options and I would take Davey McKnight all day I think he's a great I think he's a really good player and somebody who's got a lot of experience in college basketball and would really help us um, and again I don't want to be put in a position where we are like a lot of the the um, scenarios that people were sending me the roster scenarios just didn't have enough experience scoring for me and ball handlers for me, and I wouldn't be want to be put in a position where we have a reclassified freshman, regardless of whether he's a top ten player or not, who is one of our primary guards, like primary ball handlers that we don't have recourse. You know what I mean? Uh, where we're just like, nah, we've got Sky Clark and we've got Trenton Flowers, we're fine. Like, yeah, you're gonna need more than that, and it's you don't worry about Mike James. Mike James can play the threes, probably a more natural three than he is a two. Um, I'm okay with that. You know, I think Mike would probably be okay with that too. Like he's he's. I don't, the only thing I would say about I like Mike James right where he is, and would actually really enjoy finding out what it would look like if the things around him are more. Intense. They all made sense. And, yeah, yeah, and and better. I can see that. Uh, and also, I think if I'm Kenny, I got to be real honest about everyone loafed on defense. Yes. And that everyone I'm considering bringing back, that that might be like one A or one B. Like who really delights in this part? Because it's going to be the number one place you can jumpstart yourself offensively too, is by getting out in transition. Uh, course, yes, you know, that, defense that to offense. Yeah, and and L didn't didn't show a lot of that uh, this year, and, and Withers even less. 
And that's so, why I can't. In that regard. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Like, that's that was my biggest argument. Well, with everybody's, like, first thing with Kamari, like, a lot of the reactions to me saying, I think he's going to be really good somewhere else was, well, he doesn't play defense. And I was like, man, nobody played defense. Like, yeah. I realized Kamari and sometimes Mike were, were two of the, the biggest examples of guys that just felt, seemed like they got ghosted all the time. Um, they were liabilities on defense, but when nobody's playing good defense and nobody, like one through five, like nobody's standing out and everybody's failing, I have a hard time like uh, assessing the defensive ability of those players because I, I have issues with the entire team and the system and maybe the coaching staff there. Um, but again, like I, uh, nobody's indispensable, and I'm I'm okay with whoever moving on. As far as Jalen goes, it's much of the same issues he had with L. You know, like it's if he didn't like L's defense, like Jalen's. I said a couple weeks ago that I would consider Jalen like maybe the sixth guy on the list, down the list. Like if we're talking about people outside the core four, he would be one I would consider. But honestly, his effort was so inconsistent. Like when he, it was more infuriating with him. Because when he really turned it on, he was a, a game changer at times. And and I wouldn't mind having a guy like that who he ended up third in the conference in three-point shooting at 41.7%, just for the record, which is very good, especially for a guy in his body, 6'8", um, 6'9". Six, six, um, but his effort on defense was terrible. Obviously, we, we just talked about how we don't want to um, cast too many stones on that end of the floor because if you do like you don't want anybody back um but Jalen's effort on both ends could be a little passive uh and he disappeared for whole games and it seemed like even when he settled into a really nice role as a spot-up shooter if the first couple didn't go in like he wasn't necessarily impacting the game outside of that much at times other times he would come out and he would grab eight or nine rebounds you know and, and hit a hit three or four three-pointers and he would be key for this team and that's the kind of guy you would want on the roster and I'm not saying that he won't go somewhere else if he transfers out and be really good somewhere else where he's not one of the main guys and he just has to spot up and like get him to play defense and rebound but I don't know if he's a guy if you had a problem with LLS's effort on defense I don't know well uh, for me more than anything else we'll get to Reggie right after this but for me more than anything else what I am praying for is that I don't watch a team next year where each person and sometimes every person on the floor looks whiny. (laughs) And I hope that that makes sense, but the body language and the reactivity to every little impediment and every little thing that went poor this year, it had to drive all of the coaches crazy the way they would just go to pieces at almost anything. And I, I would love to just have a team out there that doesn't look annoyed from the tip. Man. And they did so often because you just you do not thrive or play well or communicate any of that stuff if you are level 10 at the first missed call. And they were. And, and it just it, it, all of that body language, if they uh, if Kenny just decides to bring back the fewest number of guys to avoid all of that. I hope it's the number one priority in what you're looking for and people that you bring in and that it's dramatically uh, different. Let's get Reggie in here before we take our last break. Reggie, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive. What's up? Fellas, it's been a great weekend, man. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't felt this good in a minute, but it feels good to feel good like this again. But uh, yeah, I think with us getting Dennis Evans was real big to 
how we talked about our defense slacking, you know, last year. Nobody played defense. When you have a seven foot one or seven foot two giant shot blocker back there, you tend to press up a little bit more. You know, pray. I'm, ho- I'm hoping next year we come down and just full court press people. I'm just hoping we just bring it, bring it, bring Louisville basketball back. And uh, I think we will get a uh, Star Clark, and I also think we will get Flowers too. I'm, I have that much confidence. But just I'm, I'm gonna let y'all go on this note. We always used to say at U- when, when Teddy was at UK, he was the bad man. So now he's finally showing up. He was the bad man. Have a good day. Appreciate it, Reggie. It has been good, and there's no reason to feel anything other than excited about what's going on. Uh, and I am excited about Travis Branham saying that Kenny's been, his words, more aggressive on the recruiting trail. If you were unhappy with this year, you you want to hear that Kenny is acting like it can't differently. It can't be like this again. To hear that, that's one good thing. It, we can't undo the any suspicions anyone has about his coaching, but – he hasn't seemed. He does not seem to have lost the fastball as a recruiter. And if you're going to be, even if it's true that he's like not a great X's and O's guy, I would love to have a great X's and O's guy with as talented a roster as possible. And we are moving in that direction at least. So let's take our last break here. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on this one here, on the drive on our Thunderbolt. We are back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here. Uh, one of the things I did want to mention as far as like transfers, the portal, Louisville's roster, etc. Uh, it looks like Kenny, obviously, uh, it, it would appear if you're just joining us uh, that Louisville got Dennis Evans over the weekend. Sky Clark going to visit uh, tomorrow, and I think everyone uh, trying to say it without saying it, that he's going to commit very soon after that. Trenton Flowers very likely to commit on Friday. That's great, but we all know Louisville's going to need some additional help in the portal, especially with somebody that can help at, at one of or both uh, guard positions You know, for next year. The portal's going to be open for a long time mm-hmm. with a lot of guys in it. Mm-hmm. and I, it's imp- I think we're all going to have to pace ourselves for the amount of reaction we have to a specific person who maybe comes and goes without Louisville getting involved, part of that is obviously going to be driven by how poorly last year went you know, in being able to fill the roster uh, with with everything that was going on with Newcoat and all that sort of thing. But we're going to have to pace ourselves. Even, be encouraged by who they're getting involved with right now and getting, not just getting involved with, but getting. But we are going to – like if, if somebody we're interested in perhaps right now goes somewhere else – 
there's gonna be more guys like a guy like jj starling who from from notre dame who was awesome at notre dame everyone yeah. seems to be, enters the portal because of, you know mike bray retires he seems to be going to syracuse but like those guys are gonna be out there Right now, I feel really optimistic about them being able to restock the roster with with a lot better players than this year, and then it's really up to them to just do better with them. But I feel really optimistic about the roster for next year. I do too. I mean, I, I think uh, bottom line, just to summarize, like I feel like Kenny's on the way to having the proper ingredients next year, and we're going to get like whatever you felt about last year, t- toss it aside. I'm not saying it doesn't factor into the – it will factor into the decision making down the road, but I'm saying like whatever you felt about this past season and what happened and and how you felt about Kenny next year, the excuses are gone and I want him to have every single tool available to him, the best ingredients, like I said earlier. And if that chef can't cook a good meal with the best ingredients, then we'll have our answer. I hope he can, and I hope he gets continues to pile up those ingredients over the next couple weeks, over the next couple months. Like uh, Dennis was a great start. You know, hopefully Sky Clark and Trenton Flowers are coming along, and Trenton decides to reclassify if that's in his best interest. Um, maybe Davion McKnight and a few others. Uh, but we'll we'll hear a ton of uh, a ton of names um, coming in. I mean, I was just reviewing the transfer portal rankings. Already, I mean that's going to be a fluid list. You know what I mean? Like it, it's going to change every day. But names that people know, though, you know, Eddie Lampkin from TCU, uh, Jamin Brakefield from Ole Miss. You know, obviously Sky Clark, um, and they had like Chris Ledlam from Harvard, who I wasn't as familiar with, but Fardaz Amik or Amok from uh, from uh, Texas Tech, and I am not going to pronounce that name from Dartmouth. Not going to do it. The young man from Dartmouth. Which Ooh, I think fun. I can do it. Dimalad Adelikun. Well done. There you go. Maybe well done. You, we don't. We don't know. You'll <laughs> we'll probably never said it with conviction to me. I. That's my biggest gift is that I can say names that I don't know with conviction, and people might believe me. That's that I know you how to do, pronounce just it. Act like you know what you're saying, and then it's like, okay, right. that sounds right. Confidence is like six percent of the job. But we're gonna hear a ton of names more that you're more familiar with, like Davion McKnight, maybe in the next couple of days. Um, and it will continue to happen as teams get eliminated from the NCAA tournament um, and seasons end and coaching hires happen, which there were a couple today with Damon Stoudemire being hired at Georgia Tech. He was with the Boston Celtics last couple years as an assistant, obviously a player that everybody was familiar with and a name that everybody's familiar with. He has taken over at Georgia Tech. We'll see how that works out. Um, and also Chris Beard got officially hired by Ole Miss today, which we all saw coming, I think. So, um, yeah, the, the the dominoes are starting to fall, some pieces in place. Um, but I think there will probably be some roster fallout after some new hires as well. That's usually how it works. So, Yeah, that that is exactly how it works because what you have is the, the backfilling. You know, you have jobs that are going to open. They're going to get filled by people. Then those jobs are going to get filled by people. And players – not really down with however the coaching searches in whatever direction sure. played out are going to be available. Yeah, and just I think the nice thing for Louisville is it seems like they're striking at some of the more higher profile guys they want right now, and then I think you get to be a little choosier and a little more, even if it's a more experienced guy who can help you more at first. I think you can still also be a little role playery with those guys mm. to to buttress and kind of supplement your 
inexperienced guys, but that you think have really tremendous upside. Yeah, not everybody's going to be a 20-point-a-game scorer. Right, uh, right. And also in transfer portal news, uh, it's being reported by several different sources that uh, Ziona Walker and Jalen Brown are entering the transfer portal from the women's team. Yeah. Uh, they're both top 100 freshmen. Ziona Walker was the second highest ranked rated freshman coming into the class last year, a pretty sizable class, uh, behind um, Nyla Harris. So not unexpected. They brought in a large freshman class last year, uh, and Jeff's leaning pretty hard into the transfer portal right now, and neither of them really saw it. Ziana saw a little bump of playing time after um, Peyton uh, Verholst uh, transferred. Yeah. But ultimately um, – she only had five games of action, and Jalen Brown, I think, saw action in one or two games. So both pretty highly touted, but moving on, uh, I expect Jeff to bring in a lot of transfers this offseason because he doesn't have a freshman class next year. Uh, he's going to be leaning pretty hard into the portal. As we are uh, on the air here, by the way, uh, the House bill that would, generally speaking, legalize gambling in Kentucky uh, is is up on the house floor right now but it has made it this far before it's the same that's yeah. the problem uh but it it has to clear this hurdle first uh and we will see if uh, perhaps it will at least pass this kentucky state house by the time uh we are done here that would be some progress on something that seems obvious stop costing the state money and stop costing me gas money like let me lose my money in the commonwealth of kentucky and pave these roads instead of the ones in indiana and maybe get teachers a pay raise <laughs> that, that's the end game here <laughs> it is it is make like let us all go to hell our own way and make this state a better place to live oh, no, i'm totally legalized gambling in the, in the commonwealth there's no of downside to it there is the people that want to lose their life savings on sports gambling are already doing it either illegally or crossing the river it's going to happen so make some money off of that. Put a vice we'll tax a on it like to, you do with we'll, everything we'll else. find a way to bet on these games. Yeah. To go and do it. Dave, what was the worst call from the weekend? The offensive foul oh, on God. what would have been one of the dunks of the year for UCLA? Or the umpire in the, was it New Orleans and Mississippi Valley State? Yeah. Uh, with strike three bounced shortly uh, on or around home plate and was one of the more egregious strike threes i've ever seen which one was seemed worse i think the offensive foul was worse because that was a judgment call uh the called strike three was the umpire filling his diaper over the um batter showing him up after the 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 previous strike call there's no way in hell he actually thought that was a strike it was simply him retaliating uh which is awful and i think that umpires should always like if you're gonna if you feel that strongly about it toss them from the game you know do not do don't compromise the integrity of your strike zone and you're umpiring because you're lowering yourself to the kid who showed you up on the and you call strike too so what's that the, I, the umpire ended up getting suspended by the conference of course he Good. should so, that's what it should happen yeah, but i'm saying but like, like why would you risk yourself and your job and your income over what this guy showed you up for two seconds yeah like the the i it's funny like you hear me say all that and maybe i should say that that's the worst call but honestly that was him knowingly making the wrong call i feel like the offensive foul was just a if that's honestly your judgment call it's a worse call because you actually thought you were making the right call the strike three he knew he was making the wrong call he was just being a baby well and i couldn't help but laugh at the people who have like 
stretched whatever they can come up with to try to make that call the right call the oh, yeah. the offensive foul yeah, call no, no. if like if if i'm a firm like i'm a strong believer in the spirit of rules mattering in sports like it's a big deal like this is the the trap we fall into with receptions all the time right you know, you try to come up with a hard and fast rule for receptions, but then you watch a play and you're like, okay, that doesn't really meet with the rules. But that's totally a catch. Uh, so the rules are wrong, not that. But I don't uh, even know if the rule – like. It, but that's the thing. I don't yeah. even think we have that here. This no. is just a, a completely – I don't know what the hell happened well, to that referee that he's <laughs> like. I, I don't – like there's something – if you watch that play and you're like, I'm not sure he's allowed to do that. I'm like, he sure as hell is. I wish everyone could do that. That was awesome. Yeah. We don't want less of that. No one was harmed by that. No one was put in any kind of danger by that. Doesn't circumvent any of the sort of the core rules of the game. It's an awesome athletic. No, play the dude challenged the dunk and got yeah. absolutely just yammed on. That's part of basketball. He challenged the dunk. You play defense and you failed, and that's okay. That's okay. Get yammed on one time and accept it. I don't think he expected to get that call. He probably doesn't feel good about it. I wouldn't. Well, he's suspended, so he can't feel that good about it. I'm talking about the player. Oh, I think he meant the referee. No. I was going to say, the player got suspended for getting dunked on. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> the coach is just like, you're out, pal. Yeah, we made a team he's decision like, he can't here. Do that. You can't be uh, getting on posters here. <laughs> just a little note, because I didn't get a chance to talk about the women today. I know we're having Jeff Walls on tomorrow. Please enjoy mm-hmm. that. I'm going to. I'm, <laughs> but, I'll tell him you said hello if you want. Please do. Um, but we will. Obviously, the women are uh, are in Austin, Texas, this weekend uh, playing Drake, and with a chance to play Texas in the second round. It would be a rematch from uh, November, one of their best wins of the year. Um, I like their draw personally. There isn't a good one seed to be drawn against, but of the four, yeah, Stanford was the one I wanted. I mean, they're still a bear, but. You know, looking ahead, that's the one I wanted. Um, we will have Chrissy and I will have a post game show on Saturday. Um, tip off is supposed to be at seven thirty. We'll be right after the broadcast ends, so probably right after Nick, Nick and uh, Courtney are done on the broadcast. So probably around ten, uh, and hopefully we'll have one on Monday as well if we make it that far. So big week coming ahead, man, and we'll have plenty to talk about with the women this week too. Big week uh, for you guys to prove that you are not a bad sure. charm for the women's basketball. Well, I got to talk about <laughs> old stuff, Mark. <laughs> you have to hope that uh, Jeff Walls doesn't buy a small percentage of the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> there's Wait, a Bayon. chance. There's a chance Jeff brings it up tomorrow. Just Please go don't with the mention. cliche. It's a new season. We're zero and zero. That's That's right. Right. Post-game it, show records. It's a one-game season. It's a one-game season. That's right. <laughs> Oh man, I'm excited about the possible tourney run, though. I'm looking. Pumped. Look, I'm I'm looking forward to, to to this tournament. I'm going to. I'm not going to adopt a team, like a specific team. But I I feel no reason to root for Rick and Iona. He's talking about UConn the men's and side, then no. on the men's side, yeah, on the on the which gets started tomorrow with the playing games. By the way, Pitt Mississippi State for a playing game. That's fantastic. It is good. I. uh you know me. I'm very adamant about this. If Louisville is not involved in the tournament, I root for absolute chaos. So, Same here. Yeah, that's what I want. I want every double-digit seed winning. I want all four number one seeds to lose in the first weekend. This is what I want, man. Like, Just give me absolute chaos that does not result in a Kentucky championship. 
That is going to do it for us. They're losing get out this weekend, right? Get out to ESPNLouisville.com and get in our bracket challenge uh, here while you still can here. You've been listening to The Drive on Nighttime the Ville. Was it Dan McDonald's show after us here? Yep. See, see you.